years, your brain might turn to putty. But there's still a chance to learn. We'll be your study buddies. We're going to talk about some stuff and make research cool. Hello, 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 and welcome to another week of Study Buddies, the podcast where we bring you the latest in science and psychology. And sometimes more. Boom, boom. My name is Paula Sanchez-Abreu. And my name is Taylor Collins. We are your co-hosts. We're back. We're here for the passing notes edition of a last week's episode where we talked about Taylor. It's test time. We're going to review. Guys, I'm really nervous about the test today. Um, (laughs) But the study was called Rain on My Parade, Perceiving Low Self-Esteem in Close Others Hinders Positive Self-Disclosure. Boom. You got number one, right? Do you want to tell us a little bit more about the study slash studies? Yeah. So the study basically looked at capitalization, and capitalization is the process of essentially sharing positive news with others in your life. And the prospect of doing that with other people actually can have greater benefits than the event itself. So capitalization is super important for relationships. Uh, The study was based off of that. And what the study wanted to find out was if people who have low self-esteem or are perceived to have low self-esteem, how others that are in relationships with them are impacted um, in their communication with them. So I'm going to clarify what I said a little (laughs) more by saying... It's basically like they looked at how the people around low self-esteem people respond and they wanted to measure how much they engage in this capitalization. So they did three different studies to look at that. And what they found was essentially that when people have low self-esteem, others tend to share less positive information or they share it in a way that's not as positive or not as excited. And that finding shows us that other people are affected by people with low self-esteem and it affects their relationships and it changes not just it's not just the way people with low self-esteem function but the way that other people perceiving them having low self-esteem changes their interactions too and their side of it. Taylor I know you were really nervous for this test but like that was really good you did so good. Oh thank you. Yeah. Ooh, do I get a grade? Um, I'm gonna give you like a solid B plus because there were like a lot of confounding variables, but it was pretty good. That's amazing. You feel, okay. Do you was feel, there anything that I missed that was really important? Um, I mean, I don't particularly think you missed uh I don't think you missed too much. And you know what? Listeners, you can go back and listen to last week's episode and then you can tell us if you think Taylor missed something. Shameless plug. Yeah, you can grade her. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I basically, you got it correct. The, the study showed that people that share information with other people that they perceive to be low self-esteem tend to withhold their positivity or their news in general from that other person. And the one thing that I would add to that, I don't, I wouldn't say you missed it, but I would add it, is that um, they, the study also kind of looked into the reasons as to why people would withhold information. 
And that is positive from people that they perceive to be low self-esteem. And there were two things that they noted on. One was other-focused and then self-focused. Other-focused was the person sharing that positive information would be worried that the low self-esteem person would feel you know, bad and a little bit competitive and like right. sad. Right. Like basically, I feel bad about myself. So if you share happy things, I'm not going to like want to hear them and I'm going to feel worse about myself when you share positive. That's what the concern would be. Right. Yeah. That was the idea of other focused. And then the idea of self-focused was that um, the person that was sharing that positive news would be worried that the low self-esteem person or perceived low self-esteem person would have a negative reaction and therefore not be able to celebrate with you the way that you want them to. They wouldn't clap enough for your positive news and therefore you wouldn't right. get that like mm, warm fuzzy feeling as much as you would with someone who had who didn't have a low self-esteem. So it's more focused on like that person's feeling that they get with sharing it. And actually what they did find is that more people were self-focused in their reasons for not sharing because yeah. they the low self-esteem person wouldn't give that excited reaction. And so they wanted that fulfillment in the reaction so they wouldn't share. Yep. That's exactly correct. I would give that, that would be like a, <clears throat> that clarification, um, Taylor, was an extra credit. Two points. Wow. So do I get an A- minus now? Sure. Look at that. See how much nicer I am to you than you are to me? Because last week you gave me like a B. Yeah, you're a great teacher. I'm a mean teacher. You're mean. Or a... Sh- I'm strict. I guess we shouldn't say great and mean are like the two like ends of the continuum. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe I'll allow for extra credit in future summaries. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So <laughs> were there any sort of major thoughts that you had when we had reviewed the study well boom boom i think we should head right into it let's go to the day two data yeah this is a segment where we look at how the data could influence our day-to-day on a personal level to respond to your question taylor within the context of the segment i definitely feel like i personally have experienced this and it's not even that like I think, and maybe I maybe like in seeing those two like reasons, like the other focused and self focused, I am now kind of trying to figure out where that came from. But I feel like I'm a very high self esteem person, and I also have like this enormous personality, like I have like a very, very aggressive personality. So when good things happen to me, I do want to shout it from the rooftops. But I have found that like in the last two years, you know, in your like in your in your twenties, like things start to get real, and like mm-hmm. your friends start to struggle, and like you struggle, and you're all kind of struggling at different times, and that affects your self esteem. I have found myself like not talking to some friends for a little while when good things are happening to me, and I know that they're going through a hard time, mostly because I'm like I don't know what I can talk about from my life because it's all good, and like you're feeling bad and I don't know if that's going to make you feel good. Right. Because you don't want to be like insensitive to them. And I think oftentimes when we have a conversation with someone who's going through something, there tends to be this need for whoever is having the larger struggle, at least if you're an empathetic person anyway. Yeah. Whoever's having the larger struggle to have that take like precedent in the conversation. So you want to allow that to be like the forefront of it. So it seems like 
like the happy news always takes a back burner to other things that some people are going through. I guess maybe I'm trying to connect like positivity and negativity, negativity like within our own lives and like positive influ- like instances and negative instances with self-esteem. So maybe I'm conflating some things, but yeah, but I do, I do feel like they must be slightly tied. Like if somebody's self-esteem is low, like there's a likelihood that they might not be noticing the good things that are happening to them because they don't feel good about themselves. So like, I think that that's yeah. like part of that negative cycle. I think that's a huge, huge piece and something I actually wanted to highlight what that I was thinking about for me personally. Um, this past year, I started a gratitude journal. The main reason I started a gratitude journal was because I wanted to make my own mind attune to positive moments more because it's so easy yeah. to attune to negative ones, I think. Like they stick in our brain more and it's 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 really easy to like get focused on on negative things and I wanted to do like something that each day I had to like find a couple positive events in order to like almost reprogram my brain to notice them yeah. and I, I think that having those things allowed me to more concretely share them with people in my lives because then I was making an effort each day I say was because I'm spotty on it sometimes I do it sometimes I don't now that we are in October I'll have like <laughs> Four days in a row where I do, and then, like, three days where I totally forget it. Yeah. Um, but it's still – and it's still something I try to actively practice because it's – if you don't – if you aren't in a place to perceive things as positive, then you you don't notice them and you don't share them as much. And I do think that mm. perceiving things as positive is directly related to your self-esteem in a sense. I This is like a – void claim I do not have the science behind it but I I think there has to be that connection right well I would think so I mean that's sort of what they're talking about with capitalization like I would think that share like they do say that sharing in the study they were mentioning that you know sharing positive events does almost bring you more joy than like the actual event itself and I think that like even in reflecting on when you're when you're reprocessing an event, which maybe that's happening when you're writing it down in your journal, when you're reprocessing a positive mm-hmm. thing, you're feeling that joy again. So like I think that, you know, there's self-sharing, which you do, and then there's like external sharing. And it must like I think and this is, you know, again, not a scientific claim, but like maybe you can capitalize with yourself as much as you can capitalize with another person. Wow, I actually, I really like that. And I think that's such an important thing, like to highlight our own positive moments and work on the relationship within ourselves and how much does capital, like celebrating something within yourself rather than writing it off. Yeah. Rather than just moving past it and making a moment to say like, hey, this is a good thing. And I think that good thing, like it doesn't have to be like, wow, like I passed this exam and got a 100. I mean, I did get an A minus. Thank you guys for coming today. So like, mm capitalization thank you guys um but it can be it can be not a big thing it can be like a happy thing as much as as simple as the spaghetti that I was gonna buy anyway is 20% off today Woo! I saved 40 cents like I I feel like it can be noticing like it's so funny really small things I was gonna say it can be like you making yourself like you know a really good mashed potato dish and I love that both of ours were celebrations were food focused Yeah, they they are, and I'm happy with that. 
Yeah, I do think it's really important. It reestablishes your, I mean, it's like a circle, reestablishing your self-esteem when you kind of celebrate the little wins here and there. Um, like that, things that you accomplish in, in that regard. And then you want to share them with other people. I feel like I personally operate in a in, like in an insanely high self-esteem place to the point where some people like have told me to stop talking about myself in a good way because um, I like really do. That's so funny because I don't I don't see that from you because I think that most of the time when we have conversations, it's not like you intrude your experiences before like measuring the room and feeling when it's appropriate and not appropriate to share. So I think you do it in a you know, a delicate, a delicate way. Thank you. Well, maybe not delicate. Maybe, maybe just inappropriate way. <laughs> I was like, I certainly not delicate. <laughs> but I yeah, do... maybe not delicate. That was probably yeah. A bit of a no, but I do feel like I like I I'm able to like sing my own praises in a certain respect, especially when I have a, an accomplishment, mm. like a career accomplishment. I like do feel very comfortable sharing it with my loved ones, and like feel very excited about the fact that like the the majority of the people that I have around me in my life like do also celebrate those wins with me but there was a time where like that wasn't the case like or I was I was dating somebody that like didn't celebrate the wins and also like didn't commiserate when there were like bad things happening it was just like no you know no empathetic connection in that regard and yeah. it I mean the relationship dissolved but it was also like it's so easy to feel those moments where you're like I want you to feel happy with me but like you feel bad right now and I don't really feel like I can share this information when I you feel bad and so it, it's it's amazing it's, the withdrawal you feel from that it makes me think that maybe we should be modeling how to do that in our relationships where we would typically be more hesitant to share in our own self-accomplishments or our own self-positivity because I, I definitely feel that when someone's going through a hard time and you're worried about them, it can be really easy to pull away. But then almost like if you were, if someone was going through a hard time and you would bring them muffins to make them feel better, mm -hmm. why can't bringing them positive news make them feel better too? It doesn't, it doesn't, and that can I think for someone who never does that, like practicing finding a way to to share in the joy with them and show them how to do that. Because I think if someone never does it and then you do that with them, then that can be something they learn through modeling. Interesting. Do you mean like when they share positive information, you like over-celebrate or like you just share your positive news and like – and have that be a model. I think not like, like I'm not saying like if someone is really down in the dumps um, and really doesn't feel good about themselves that you like walk into the room and say like, I just aced my test. Hope <laughs> yeah. you have a good day. Goodbye. But I think rather than doing that, just making sure to not withhold positive things, like finding yeah. a way to be genuine and, and say like, be present with them and what they're going through and allow for that. But then also still being able to, to show them where you are. Cause just cause it's not negative doesn't mean it can't be beneficial to them. Yeah. I think that gets into the thing of like that, like self focus thing where personally I'm like, I want you to clap with me. And if you're not going to clap with me, I'm probably just going to tell you later. 
at a different time yeah. when you don't feel sad. And it, and it might depend on the person because some people may actually not find that as positive, which I think could probably affect – the relationship, the relationship overall. And they yeah. and they do say that people with low self-esteem, like when you're in a relationship with someone who has low self-esteem, there's less like relational satisfaction. Right. And I wonder if it can be tied to something like that because you're not likely to share. Because if you do share, they could be like, wow, like I opened up to them about the fact that I really was feeling bad about myself. I've gained a lot of weight during quarantine. And they just sh- shared with me their like mile time. And you're like – like, why can't both of those things be true and why can't we be present with each other in relationships at different places and, like, be supportive on both levels? If you don't mind, with that in mind, I would love to transition us into the macaroni and cheese because um, what you're about to say yes. is sort of bleeding into, like, my major macaroni and cheese thoughts. Yeah, so... Our next segment is called Macaroni and Cheese, and it's a segment where we connect the study's suggestions to the bigger picture. So this study made me think of the bigger picture of relationships that are heteronormative, where, like, Mm. cis men are in relationships with, like, cis women, and the dynamics of, like, men feeling emasculated very often not just in their relationships like in the world because we are living in a shifting world where like women are you know being like bosses and running shit and like just gaining more power that is you know well deserved and in our rights because we're human beings too and Mm -hmm. I think that like there's this general sense of like men not knowing where they fit into that factor and then feeling like a sense of like like a loss of self because they're gen like generally in society men are required to be like masculine but like masculinity looks different now and i don't think that that's fully been parsed out within a lot of men and i think that that can lead mm-hmm. to low self esteem because they're just like i don't know like what is the measure of my self-esteem if not masculinity and when they don't have that but they still are able to get into relationships with women who are very confident I think when you also face like more adversity in the world you tend to like get a thicker skin and have more confidence in yourself in a certain respect in a certain respect um and I I, it just made me think of like how relationships between men and women can be tricky when women are you know getting promotions at work and a man is still stuck where he's been and the the sharing of that news may not go as well as planned or there's not as much celebrating like women's successes in relationships independent of their relationship to the wow because that in that sense it's almost like you're touching upon like both variables because it's like sharing in that success mm-hmm. directly affects their self-esteem. So it's hard to to capitalize with mm. them when your success can if you think of a traditional sense of like you're saying yeah. like that male masculinity and if you're holding on to like that ideal and you have a woman who just got a raise and is now making, you know, $20,000 more than you, what does it mean to come home with your spouse and share that? Like yeah. In, on one level there's like excitement like yay we have 20,000 more I'm so happy I got this promotion like this is awesome and then like on a maybe part of that level there is like that sense of like is my is this other person going to 
feel emasculated by that information. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like in the other sense, like, I don't think that the, the masculinity stereotype is one way, like just men implementing it on themselves. I think for a lot of cis couples, there's women who, who uphold men to that standard in some sense, but then want equality in another sense, which leads to this like weird. Yeah. It's like a very benevolent, like benevolent feminism. I saw what they think that's what they call it or something like that. Where you, like, right. want to have women be equal, but, like, still want all the perks of, like, men being above women. Right. You want traditional that. Yeah. power and chivalry and right. whatever dynamics are in, um, like, that traditional yeah. or concept of your relationship working for you. Right. Yeah, it was just, it immediately, I I thought of male comedians immediately because male comedians make so many self-deprecating jokes and also notoriously male comedians don't have successful relationships with women. And that's where that started. And then like, I, I kind of went on from there as to like, why, like, why is that? And I think like, it's amazing how low self-esteem can really affect not just the person that has it, but like truly everyone around them. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really interesting thought I wouldn't have considered. Yeah, I think my macro point wasn't wasn't really anything out there. Just like kind of my own sense of awe at the importance of capitalization in relationships, which I think this study mm-hmm. highlighted. Just in in bringing this and exploring it, how important it is to share positive moments in our relationships, and how that can impact them. And I wonder, you know, if you look at the longevity of relationships they said in the beginning that 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 this disclosure is almost more important than sharing in like the negative moments like as far as predictability of relational success yeah in in previous studies so I, I guess I wonder how how many things I guess I I guess I wonder how much attention we know to put to that in our relationships when we're in a position of like low self-esteem. And I wonder if mm. low self-esteem also is a, cause this is like my mind kind of bounced around with this because I don't know if low self-esteem is always like a constant trait or if it can be, yeah. you know, more fluid. And I think it can be, that can depend on like how you measure that and yeah, and what that looks like. That's true. I, yeah, I wonder, I think that this study was looking at it from like a trait perspective However, it definitely was. Is it a trait like in general is an interesting question. I think like it's it almost like it's like there's an area where you might fall as an individual. Like, you know, when you're when you're born as a baby, there's like a certain area in height you might fall. You might be someone who could be five, five or five, seven. And it totally depends on how you are raised and Mm. what you eat Mm. and how your body moves. And then that that kind of falls into like one area got it but I think that like there may be a range within our self-esteem that depends on like what things happen Mm -hmm. but then I also think within that range maybe that shifts across time depending on what area we are in our life yeah 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 yeah. no this is is me making all of this up I do not have a study to back this but I just think I think there's periods of time where people gain confidence and lose confidence and that could be related to like your job and your relationships and your physical body and mental health and yeah I think that that's what I like anecdotally have observed as well 
in my own life is that it it ebbs and flows within my friends and in myself too like where I am on the high to low self-esteem level yeah and how close I am to like one of my existential crises or right right which is you know for me once a month if not more frequently now because well things are rough because it's 2020 and so I feel like I have a different existential crisis every like three days I'm a totally new person so that's great so tricky (laughs) um one other thing that I wanted to bring up with macaroni and cheese was the point of um that at the end they they one of the the conclusions of this study like what they learned was that um low like people with low self-esteem are more sensitive and like less positive when sharing information when the self-esteem of their friend was not disclosed to them so like when that low when a low self-esteem person didn't know if their friend had low or high self-esteem they just like were like more sensitive with the way they shared the information and like withheld positivity and I find that to be interesting and and the the thing that they followed it with in the study was saying um, quote, self-esteem may be similar to money in this respect. When you do not have it, it is more of a going concern. And that money thing, mm. one, I had definitely identified with as somebody that, like, um, is generally on the, like, poor end of, like, New York City in general and being surrounded. We broke. It's okay. Yeah, being surrounded by actors, you're, like, at different places in your career at different times, and it's never mm-hmm. consistent. It's not, like, a, you know, it's not a mountain that you climb. It's, like, a, it's, like, up and down, up and down, up and down. So I feel like I'm always very conscious of other people's, you know, money and expenses and, like, being very upfront with how much, like, I plan on spending on this dinner. If, like, you wanted to spend less or spend more, can negotiate that. And it was interesting yeah. to, like, um, for them to put that in the framework of like low self-esteem or like people that have low self-esteem are like maybe a little bit more conscious of the fact that other people might also have low self-esteem. Whereas high self-esteem yeah. people are out here walking around, not a care in the world unless they know. But if they don't know, they're just like, I did this, I did that, what up? <laughs> yeah, no, that makes that makes so much sense. And I think that brings back the question of like, I don't know, maybe I'm going to go back on what I said before, but how do you share in positive experience with someone who does have low self-esteem since we're since we're finding that there's cle- clearly benefits in being able to share with those in your relationships? Yeah. I think that if if someone who has low self-esteem is less likely to sh- to share openly positively if they don't know how the other person is, that means that they've probably had experiences where someone told them good news and they weren't in a place to hear it, so it affected them in a negative yeah, way. Yeah. And they're feeling other people out, so they like I'm I'm assuming like a level of empathy that it's behind like that. An empath- yeah, empathetic thing. I mean it could be a lot of other confounding variables of like, I don't know, maybe even an individual's like level of ability to be like highly positive and upbeat, um, that might be also correlated with someone who someone self-esteem level but it, it I think it could be empathy and that means like how do we yeah how do we share things in a way that can mood boost <laughs> oh Taylor I I, that, I, I love know this. that was my thought I love this in you I love that like I read this study and I was like this is fascinating it's static we don't have any we don't have any answers this is just the way it is and you're just like there must be some way to keep connecting and I'm just like we'll never connect it's fine <laughs> <laughs> The study really did not. You're like, so 
not suggest anything. These people can't be friends with each other. If you have high self-esteem, you can only have high self-esteem friends. And if you have low self-esteem, you can only have low self-esteem friends. And um, the high self-esteems are always positive and low self-esteem. No. Like, it's just, I feel like there has to be a way. Yeah. Um, I am always the proponent of, like, connecting and reaching out and making it work. There, there. I do think that, like, most of the time... You can, although it can be like a painful and slow process, you can learn a way to communicate about something that might be difficult to communicate about. And I think this can be one of those things because my thought was the study suggested that when you share positive news with someone who has low self-esteem, that it can be negative for them. But I was like, why can't it be a mood boost for them? Like, why can't the the alternate be true? Why does Mm. someone who has low self-esteem inherently not have the ability to really celebrate with someone. And if they do, then like, that's okay. Let's meet, let's meet everyone where they at, they're at. And like, how can we help someone share and joy in order to help their own mood boost? Like, how do we, can it be helping them highlight something so they can receive that news? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because it, it makes me like wonder if, I mean, I, and if we remember how this study was constructed, it was constructed that the person was sharing news with somebody that they perceived to have low self-esteem, not necessarily that the person did have low self-esteem. And so I think that looking at it that way, I wonder if the study can be replicated in some sort of way where we know where the other person who is receiving the news, where their self-esteem is. Because I think that would, um, and like evaluate the feelings of that person. I think that would clarify with like maybe how to move forward in these kinds of relationships and still capitalize. Yeah, I think I think there were a couple things that I, I wish the study did a little bit differently as far as information and how applicable this is to real life and definitely understanding the person's actual self-esteem level rather than perceived as a big piece. Yeah. And I think they did talk about this was like a one-time sharing of news rather than a full conversation. Yeah. So I think that like the way we disclose information might be different once we can feel someone out or the conversation evolves or, you know, so I think there's a lot that could be still explored and definitely like, learned and replicated within this type of experiment yeah that's for sure and as always we end every episode saying what we wish the study did (laughs) yeah and I think that's important but that's like a huge part of science right like yeah pretty much every time you find something out it leads to more questions where you're like yeah but what if this that's so true that's That's why we will never run out that is the whole reason why that I didn't like science class in um elementary school and middle school and honestly most of high school because there were no concrete answers and I was just like but but why but why and that's the thing about the social sciences versus like hard sciences some answers are are concrete in hard science like I'm you know I'm not really good at hard science so I'm like not going to give you a really cool answer but like example but like two plus two is four like like we like that is what it is also, oh, oh, I'll give you a great concrete example. Global warming is happening. Just kidding. That's debated, but it's like actually happening, but, but like it's yeah, debated it's, because it's like funny that it's debated, but it's like not funny. Anyway, no, but there's things that we can actually prove and we can say like this is how we're measuring it. Here's the data. This is what we're pointing to. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times with social science research, so much of the research has to do with like how are we constructing the research that can make this flawed and how might this look 
much different in a different scenario given this, 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 or this. Yeah. And so all of it has to be taken with like, we'll, how many times have we said to take things with grains of salt? So many grains of salt. We're going to be the saltiest just, people in the world. Yes. Everything is full of sodium. Very salty. So salty. Very salty people. But yeah, take everything for for what it's worth, not face value. And I think if you get anything. And keep asking questions. Yes. Ask questions. Keep learning. And like I think the importance is reading into a study before you just pick out the finding because the finding has yeah. its own limitations in it if you understand what's behind the finding itself. That is the perfect way to end a Study Buddies episode, Taylor. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of you listeners for tuning in this week. And thank you to Paula for bringing us this wonderful study about self-esteem. Yes, it was fun. Um, we're super excited for next week's episode. And we'll see you then. See you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye. Study Buddies was created by Paula Sanchez Abreu and Taylor Collins. Our graphic design was done by Monica Ray Summers Gonzalez. And our intro song was composed by singer-songwriter Caught In Between. You can follow Study Buddies on Instagram at studybuddies.com and email the show at studybuddiespodcast at gmail.com.